Hi guys, my name is Olivia Tutu, the host of Unscripted with Lead, a podcast that will change your life. I'm talking about raw, relevant, yet relatable conversations with go-getters, trendsetters, and inspirational figures. Join Leave every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central African time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, and YouTube. Unscripted with Leave. Another week, another episode. Welcome or welcome back to my podcast channel. My name is Olivia Tutu, the host of Unscripted with Leave. If you're new to the channel, thank you so much for coming. Don't forget to subscribe and share this particular episode with two of your favorite people. And if you've been a consistent listener, thank you for the love and the support, the viewers too. Now, I am super excited today. Today is like one of the best days in 2023 <laughs> because i am with the one and only jito kayumba hi hey how are you i'm good how are you I'm fantastic thank welcome you. to the podcast i'm glad to be here and thank you for extending your invitation for we, me we should be thanking you for giving us the space and mm. the time in your busy schedule sure That's my now pleasure. um from what i know from social media and pretty much social media yeah mm. i feel like i've got a couple of questions that i would like to ask <laughs> before we get into our conversation for the day sure um first of all if you were to describe yourself mm-hmm. away from your title mm-hmm. and what social media knows who would you say jito is so first and foremost i'm a zambian who's very proud to be a zambian mm-hmm. to be you know an african somebody who comes from a culture that is steeped in ubuntu right mm-hmm. ubuntu is really loving your neighbor in a way that appreciates that that their conditions mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know impact you that i am because you are if somebody's unwell or has problems mm-hmm. then it should affect you so it's yeah. important for us to appreciate our interconnectedness mm-hmm. and and care for each other and i feel like life should be driven by that by that level of empathy so that's part of what makes who i am i believe that what has made me drive to to maybe be successful in business from a mm-hmm. private sector perspective now i'm a public servant so i can't call that success because <laughs> i work for you i work for the mm-hmm, people mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. but largely what has brought me to this stage being a proud zambian as mm-hmm. being part of who i am yeah. being somebody who's always been ambitious mm-hmm. ambitious not for the purpose of just self aggrandizement if you will mm-hmm. but f- to be able to fulfill a purpose to be of service yeah. because and i'll tell you a short story because it's very much connected to who i am as a person mm-hmm. you know when i was a, a child anyone who's watched my ted talk has heard this story but i'll mm-hmm. share it again right? yeah you know as a child i never forget this and mm-hmm. i think it's it rings in my mind every mm-hmm. so often and i think it really formed the character that i am from a professional standpoint and just my worldview yeah. it's it's being somebody who could go to school having had a meal right wearing clean clothes being driven to school and I'm there in the car with my father and I'm looking out the window and I see someone my age roughly 8 years old walking to school barefoot you could see their tattered clothing yeah. you could see that they were coming from a place of difficulty but they were going to school and you you feel a sense you're overwhelmed with almost guilt that this world is so uh, has so much you know disparity and mm-hmm. you, you feel that it's unfair to a large extent yeah. how is it that this person was first and foremost does not deserve the condition they're in mm-hmm. and perhaps neither do i but the fact is we are dealt cards differently people mm-hmm. are, have certain things that we don't choose yeah. and that led me to think you know around you know how do you make society better how do you equalize mm-hmm. access to opportunities how do you create provisions for people who perhaps don't have or who were dealt cards that don't give them access to certain basics that we need because there's certain things that just have to be in place mm-hmm. like education 
like food, like shelter, and, and so on. So yeah. that is what has formed a lot of my character, mm-hmm. and that sums up who I am as a person. Nice. Now, mm-hmm. you are. Let me. I hope I get this right. You are special assistant to the president. Yes. Investment and finance. That's correct. <laughs> right. Um, but before now, you were initially a businessman who yes. had your own craft going on. Correct. How did you feel when this appointment came? Like, did you see it coming? Mm. Did you not see it coming? How was it like? Well, first and foremost, it was an incredible honor. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a little bit about before and after the transition. Yeah, yeah. So I worked, I was building a firm with some friends of mine. Mm-hmm. I was in a partnership. Uh, we, we co-owned a company called Kukula Capital. Kukula. It's been responsible for a lot of innovation in the finance world. It was the first private equity firm owned by private individuals mm-hmm. in Zambia, mm-hmm. which raised capital from you know offshore. I mean, most of the money, frankly speaking, is out there. It's not really within our borders. Yeah. Or at least the capital that's willing to be given to young you know, young gentlemen who mm-hmm. can apply it towards uh, investments that are different, that are unique, like startups, like mm-hmm. companies in the early stages yeah. that are looking to essentially scale. So whether, whether it be technology, like we invested in .com Zambia, mm-hmm. um, we invested in Betanao Finance, we invested in Post.net, yeah. in More Beef. We had multiple companies from different sectors. Mm-hmm. We did done real estate and, and so on. Now, with that, I built some understanding of business. Mm-hmm. I was in the work, and having that, you know, with, with what I've said earlier, that sense of empathy, mm-hmm. sense of connection to yeah. people around me, and the feeling that, you know, what we do should always create value for others. And what made me do what I did prior mm-hmm. was job creation. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of I do business, mm-hmm. and I do business in such a way that it should, you know, go into enterprises where new jobs will be created, new assets will be acquired. Mm-hmm. So that there's movement of finances or funds in the economy yeah. that essentially makes people's lives better, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I had I had the privilege of getting to know the president prior to mm-hmm. to, the, to him becoming president. Mm-hmm. So in the context, because he, he himself was a successful business person, so he's someone I looked up to. Mm-hmm. I saw him as an incredible mind. He's he's such a in all honesty, I'm not speaking <laughs> because he's my boss, right? Uh, but he's a genius when it comes mm-hmm. to business and yeah. he's, he's his mindset and his clarity of mind, his vision, it's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And we started to run into difficulties in business. Mm-hmm. I was often frustrated. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way things were going. Mm-hmm. Um, as a private sector business leader, to some extent, mm-hmm. I felt that government was not doing what it was meant to do in terms of creating an enabling environment. And I saw that this gentleman definitely had what it took to take us to a place where we could have, you know, essentially... Uh, build success in the private mm-hmm. sector because I know what that means in terms of improving people's lives, yeah. creating jobs and so on. Mm-hmm. So now with that being said, um, my affinity to his vision brought me somewhat closer. Mm-hmm. So there was familiarity. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know that he had it in his mind that I would be an advisor. Yeah. But I definitely had it in my mind that he'd be a great president. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think after him having bearing witness to the work I had done, mm-hmm. uh, and would exchange ideas, would have conversations with him, and I didn't know that he was probably interviewing me for some time. Like, hey, so what yeah. do you think about? How would you? <laughs> then I would yeah. answer. I probably would answer mm-hmm. correctly because 
Um, then as fortune may have it, the people of Zambia um, made the choice that they made, which I 100% believe was a wise decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, he called me for a discussion and mm-hmm. essentially uh, made the offer. And of mm-hmm. course, you can never refuse such an honor, an, an honor right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to give up quite a lot. I mm-hmm. gave up a great career. Yeah. I stepped down from a few boards. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the Airtel board and a few other companies stepped down. Yeah. And... And also walked away from a partnership which mm. I loved. We built right. that company over 12, 13 years. Wow. And to now, and having that freedom to go and hang out with my friends at the Capo or do. <laughs> Wait, so you don't do that anymore? I don't do that anymore. Yo. I feel like um, mm. I'm in a world that it, it requires seriousness, it requires focus. Mm. Of course, look, I'm still relatively young, and there's nothing wrong with a person going to the Capo or going mm. to any other social yeah. environment, but. You also have to recognize the fact that we, we are at a special place in our mm-hmm. economy at, at the time when we come from so much difficulty. We, there's a lot of fixing that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mess that we found. Mm-hmm. So we can't be playing. We, we have, that's why he says work after work <laughs> after work. And we are working very hard, right? I saw a meme that says yeah. no party after party. Yeah. It's work, work, yeah. work. But when we deliver this economic turnaround, mm-hmm. I'll be what? proud mm-hmm. to show up at the couple and maybe have one or two. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. So you've spoken about how it was, yeah. but also for a lot of people that followed you before you became mm-hmm. special assistant to the president, yeah. um, saw the vision you had for Mm. the private sector and the business world and Mm. stuff like that. Mm. Did you ever at some point see yourself transitioning, becoming a public servant Mm. or for you it was always? And also, how did you take that? Yeah, it's a really good question. You know, um, deep down, you Mm. often imagine when, say, for example, you're doing a project. We did some power projects and real estate projects and Mm -hmm. so on. And you'd say, ah, if I were... On the other side <laughs> on of the, the table, side, yeah. if I were a regulator mm-hmm. or a public officer, mm-hmm. this is how I would treat the private sector. Mm-hmm. I would open my doors. Yeah. I would facilitate transactions with speed. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, work with them as partners. Not as we're not in competition with government. You know, yeah, yeah. if you're a private sector, you are mm-hmm. a partner. You are you supplement government efforts to create jobs to build up a good social environment. Mm-hmm. So that's how I used to think. So. Every private sector leader has that yeah. flirtation with, if I were on the other side, I would do this. Mm-hmm. So indirectly, yes, I had a sense that if it came to yeah. pass, then I would uh, come, come in such a role. But the fact of the matter is, it was never the long-term aim to mm-hmm. be in public service. I, and I really consider this a calling. Um, it fell on my lap by God's grace. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a true believer in God, I, I believe that he's opened this door and, and I felt it in my heart that I should accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have. It's not easy. Mm. But the transition has been one where you go from being somewhat private, you know, in the sense that no one really knows you well. I mean, mm. some people knew me. Yeah, you know, yeah a lot of we knew you. Okay, <laughs> fine. But not to the extent that I'm known now. Because uh, now yeah, the context yeah. of mm. public service you know, is very is different. And yeah. you are held to account for many things. A lot. Um, and with that comes a lot of scrutiny. Some people mm-hmm. take scrutiny to another level because now there's politics involved, which means that some people want to attack you because they mm-hmm. feel that you know it's politically expedient to do so. Mm-hmm. Some may want to create stories that are not accurate. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And some may say things that are not positive or pretty negative, actually, mm-hmm. deliberately. Mm-hmm. So, and you feel like, so you become a target for those things. So yeah. that's been one of the, the biggest things about transition. But fortunately, is I experienced a bit of that before. Mm-hmm. So I was somewhat prepared. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is, 
working within a framework that you don't fully understand. At the time, you see, the civil service is interesting. It's a very, uh, not very dynamic, but it's a system. It has traditions, it has conventions, structure, regulations, mm-hmm. which you have to learn. When you're from the private sector, you have to appreciate it, mm-hmm. understand how it works, recognize and respect those who've been there before you, mm-hmm. who essentially preside over that system or who at least understand it, appreciate it and have been the anchor of that system for many years. So mm-hmm. I've made myself a student and I, I embrace and engage with my colleagues in the civil servant, regardless of the hierarchy mm-hmm. and pri- uh, privileged to be at a relatively high position. Mm-hmm. But even if someone has is a few notches below me, it doesn't mean that I have to somewhat uh, pull rank on them. Mm-hmm. I have to engage them in a way mm-hmm. that makes me say, hey, you've been in the civil service for 20 years. Mm-hmm. How is this done? And then you collaborate to create an outcome that we all win by. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the new things that that changed. And of course, I'll tell you, this is my first time having a boss in 12 years. <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I, I was running at the firm right. with my friends, oh, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we are, of course, we're answerable to the board, but we're all shareholders and so mm-hmm. on. So now I've got a boss. I've got, and not just one boss, <laughs> but a boss who's got 19.6 million bosses. Wow. Yes. So that's the reality, right? Mm -hmm. This is what public Mm -hmm. office is, is that the constitution, sorry, the republic is owned by the citizens. Mm -hmm. And if you are a public servant, you are answerable to them. You Mm -hmm. are tasked to serve them, to fulfill a mandate that meets their expectations. Mm -hmm. So that is a whole new level of scrutiny, right? Yeah, not just a few shareholders, <laughs> but millions of people. Millions right? of people riding yeah. on you. Now, um, let's get back to when you just got out of college, right? And you started yeah. out your business journey and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What was your first business and what inspired you to get into business? Because you would have just said, oh, let me get into employment. Sure. But you decided to um, to create businesses and yeah. forge through like that. You know, I was always an entrepreneur to some extent. Oh. So even when I was in university, you would my, yeah, I mean, I had cooking, I had a cooking class. Ooh. So I, I was fortunate to go to Canada. Mm-hmm. I, I studied there. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, of course, I was awarded scholarships and things like mm-hmm. that. I was very diligent in my conduct over there. And <laughs> one way in which I got by to, you know, build myself up, take care of additional costs. Fortunately, I, you know, I was supplemented quite a bit. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, if I wanted additional liquidity, I had to make a plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I had call center jobs. I once worked uh, as a dishwasher. Oh. I once, well, for some time, there's a club there, a very posh club called um, <laughs> uh, Time Supper Club. But I was, I was in the back, you know, mm-hmm, doing the dishes. Doing the dishes. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I was a young student, yeah. no shame in the game, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, I did, but that's on the work side. Um, but I also did, uh, I had a, a friend who used to move things. So if, if a person's moving from one apartment to the other, mm-hmm. he would charge money to move their boxes into trucks. And yeah. I used to help him and he would share the money. So I did that. I did, yeah, cooking classes because I had this thing called Afrofusion. So you Google it, you might find something on it I where know. it's like an advert okay. where... I, I will Google that. It, yeah, no, I, there's so many things I did to, mm-hmm. to make not just ends meet, but to mm-hmm. supplement finances. Mm-hmm. So cooking class, then I once actually together with some friends, put together a film, a small, a short film, because uh, we wanted to raise awareness on certain social issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we made a bit, we obviously did it, uh, sold tickets for it. Yeah. Of course, it, 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 it made a profit, mm-hmm. which was good for the, uh, the association mm-hmm. I was working with. So it was a not-for-profit venture. It did make a profit, but it went back into the project. Mm-hmm. So I had to apply myself from an entrepreneurship perspective mm-hmm. in different ways. And it requires creativity. Mm-hmm. So beyond that, I uh, worked in consulting. 
advising people and building business plans, raising money from banks, looking at how do you build a checklist or how do you fulfill the conditions precedent Mm -hmm. before you get money. And then what else did I do? And then, of course, by serendipity, by the the grace of God fully, is the connection I had with my my, my business partners, the then business partners, who were building a small finance company, Kukula. Mm -hmm. And then I bought it. Kukula in. means redeem, right? It, kukula means growth. Growth, okay. Yeah, kukula. Okay. Kukula, maybe it's kukula. Because kukula, grow. Kukula. Uh, now <laughs> it's cool to grow. Maybe it's to grow. Yeah, yeah, something uh, yeah, like that. Okay. So the idea, and so the name is, the original English name was growth capital. Oh, growth so said, capital. No, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. that's not a Zambian Mm-mm. word. We wanted kukula. to have the feeling of Ubuntu, like exactly. close to the heart, close Absolutely. to home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that became the business. Yeah. I once did trucking. I did a few other things on the side, but mm-hmm. that weren't too great. But really, my heart, my mind, my focus was was in finance. Mm-hmm. And we acquired companies. So I was exposed to everything from cattle mm-hmm. to to dairy to what else did we put, um, invest in? Real estate, basically office parks, mm-hmm. um, technology, uh, SME finance. Mm-hmm. So I got to understand business in so many different realms. Yeah. So yeah. Mm. Now there's this saying that most of the times when you're on the other side of mm. life or on the other side of what's happening, you think you'd do better. Yeah. Right? And you said something like that when you were in the private sector, you thought, okay, this guy should do A B C D. Yes. So have you managed um, to take the lessons you learned from the private sector from yeah. your businesses into your current office? Absolutely. And I think that's why I'm I am in the office I'm in mm-hmm. is to be that link with the private sector, to mm-hmm. be that not just link but that voice of reason who understands what the yeah. private sector needs to do to achieve their objectives. Mm-hmm. Because if the private sector fulfill their objectives, mm-hmm. then they bring more investment, they create more jobs, they get more economic activity going, they pay for more stuff. It you know, creates activity, which is good for, for the living standards of people. Because yeah. you know, uh, usually cash flow and those things are obviously required to, mm-hmm. to catalyze economic growth. So with that being said, I do engage with the private sector not traditionally with complete due respect to those who came before me right mm-hmm. within the roles uh, yeah. that I'm in but the fact is I engage with a deeper sense of understanding and I engage much much more openly mm-hmm. I'm we're closing transactions recognizing mm-hmm. the, the parameters the conditions the checklists the processes yeah. I can understand the legal due diligence the commercial due diligence mm-hmm. the in return metrics there's certain fundamentals that have to be in place before a deal gets closed before you get a big power station mm-hmm. we just closed one of the largest deals this country has ever seen right mm-hmm. in in energy <laughs> you know you'll mm-hmm. be seeing the development of solar power plants across the country mm-hmm. um so we're at a very special point in history mm-hmm. where you're going to have so much going on there's new mines opening new you know power stations i mentioned of course uh, agricultural and processing plants and logistics facilities we are really moving into a special time so me saying that is coming with confidence because of my understanding of how I used to see business and investment before mm-hmm. and what I see now mm-hmm. and the seeds that have been planted over the last year and a half mm-hmm. and how they will now begin to germinate. Mm-hmm. We're coming into the next uh, yeah few months actually. And then we're talking about a year from now, mm-hmm. Zambia will be in a completely different space from a GDP growth perspective, from a currency perspective. Mm-hmm. You see it's depreciating now, but it will turn around. Mm-hmm. And all these are our own course. So mm-hmm. this is coming from my understanding of the private sector. Nice. And of course, while you're tuned in to Unscripted with Leave, make sure you're sipping on some good cup of coffee, tea, water, juice, or whatever beverage best suits your needs. Now, getting back into the conversation, 
Um, I used to doing business before we get into how you balance up things. Are you still doing business or mm. are you now completely into public service? How is mm. it like? So my time is fully devoted to public service. Mm. Um, it requires that. Mm. It, the expectation is that I have to devote all my time. In mm. fact, the matter is I'm working for the head of state, trying to support him from a finance and investment side of things mm -hmm. to execute on his mandate, right? And yeah. so my time can never be divided. I think in life, one must be focused. You have to apply yourself in a very clear mm. and specific manner. Mm -hmm. So, But of course, it's also important that in life, you, you have investments in place. Because guess mm -hmm. what? I'm not going to be in this role forever. forever you know, yeah. I'm here mm -hmm. for a limited time yeah. in this role. So naturally, you know, the business is running mm -hmm. without me, of course. So mm -hmm. I don't have to be present. Mm -hmm. Also to avoid things like conflict of interest and yeah. so on. I just, you know, stay arm's length as a shareholder, but yeah. not a director or as a person who's employed or something like that. So I do have something to fall back on mm -hmm. when, when I'm done with this role. Because I love venture capital. I love venture finance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fortunately, I'm yeah. still relatively young, you know, mm, got a bit relatively. of time. <laughs> relatively. So I can yeah. go back and, and mm -hmm. do those things and continue to build the company. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. in a role like this, you get to build an international network. Yeah. So now I see things from a very different perspective. Different perspective. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, so how do you then balance up your family life and mm. your work life and your businesses because in as much yeah. as you're not physically mm. present you also have to check on it from time to time and see that things are moving smoothly right absolutely yeah. so on the business side you have to have good partners good people you can depend on people you can trust mm -hmm. you have to have good governance systems in place yeah. boards accountability systems audits things like that so that mm. you're just tracking what's going on i think yeah. that's that's key um, now, of course, I maintain friends. I interact from you know time to time. It's important to have me time, right? Me time. Where you after work. Of course, <laughs> mm -hmm. we work late from time to time, but you can yeah. relax. You can read a book. You can have conversations with mm -hmm. friends, with family. You have to be deliberate about devoting time to people who matter in your life. If mm -hmm. you don't, you could lose yourself because yeah. at the end of the day that's what matters more than anything in the world mm -hmm. it's your your family yeah. it's you know it's part of your well-being your mental health and so on so i definitely apply time with that and but of course being very organized with a, a, a very good schedule mm -hmm. i schedule my days pretty mm -hmm. well uh you know obviously i use the google calendar everything is infused <laughs> yeah. uh, connected between my email my phone and all the sorts of devices so yeah, i'm working yeah. with that mm -hmm. and i i put everything clearly even things that are and non-work related. Mm -hmm. So I'll schedule maybe a catch-up with a friend or Ooh, a coffee. Mm -hmm. I'll schedule me time, right? Me time. Yeah, reading time. I'll, what does me time look like for you? Oh, me time. Okay. It's, uh, <laughs> I no longer have time to like watch a movie, mm -hmm. but just to sit back and relax. Like, At this point in time, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a privilege. You know, time does not, <laughs> is very mm -hmm. scarce. Yeah, yeah. So to even have an hour to yourself, mm -hmm. an hour or two, just mm -hmm. to reflect, even sleep, good night's sleep, mm -hmm. I value it. A weekend yeah. interacting with loved ones is also very important. Mm -hmm. Just your presence. There's some people in life, that's all they need. They don't mm -hmm. need much more. Mm -hmm. Just your presence, yeah. you, you know, your attention. And I, I value that. Nice. You know? yeah. nice. So Liv, we obviously had to change location, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that sun was creeping up on my face. So this, is, this is a lot better, right? No, it, it's good. It's Perfect. Good. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Now, uh, my question is... How does one's personal life and personality trait affect mm. or influence their business life, if at all it does? You know, your personality, your personal life finds its way 
in mm. your in your work in your mm. professional space yeah. so it's important to have your your personal life your private life basically the foundation of who you are mm. in order yeah. so f- say you're a family family person mm-hmm. um, and for some reason uh, or another things at home aren't okay yeah. uh, you know to a large extent it will affect the way a person makes decisions in, at work the, the manner in which they interact with other you know workmates colleagues mm-hmm. business associates so yeah. and people carry baggage you know life is you know is structured in such a way that whether you're in traffic when somebody just say, tells you off very aggressively mm. it's more more times than not it's not your fault you find that they're carrying something else mm, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's important for us to maintain a degree of calm of of maturity of mm-hmm. you know being in a, in a state of stability and clarity yeah. and the way we achieve that is one is to put our house in order mm-hmm. you know let's go into workplaces into businesses yeah. into any sort of professional environment mm-hmm. with with one where you know for a fact that your foundation is, is strong, mm-hmm. that you don't have any issues that will have a negative impact mm-hmm. on the environment that you're in. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always been a person who believes so much in being a positive uh, contributor to any environment that I'm in, mm-hmm. whether it be work, whether it be anything. Mm-hmm. Because I know that you know, a positive mental attitude, a good mindset has an impact on productivity. Mm-hmm. You're much more creative when you are thinking good thoughts. When you have negative self-talk, doubt, mm-hmm. it leads to things like gossip, insecurity, yeah. which leads to you know, envy. It leads down a, a very negative road. Mm-hmm. So it's very important that we as people maintain a, a strong degree of stability. Mm-hmm. For me, I find my peace number one in God. Mm-hmm. Any time of an issue, I take a moment and I pray. To me, that there's no better way for me to find peace Mm -hmm. and to recalibrate my day. I could be having a bad day Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Some things are not working out. I may have had an argument. I may have, but, and again, these are human things that happen. No one's perfect. Mm -hmm. So for me, prayer helps. Recognizing that, you know what? You also have to have, uh, you have to recognize that where you're wrong, right? Mm -hmm. You also Learn, need to learn how to forgive. Yeah. Need to learn how to apologize where you've, you've you've obviously not been the person who's been right, mm-hmm. but and also be has, have sufficient empathy mm-hmm. to listen, mm-hmm. not to talk to people, to listen, to respond, mm-hmm. but to listen to understand. To understand. And and to me, that's a very important thing in life. Mm-hmm. And I think everything else works out, you know, just fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, um, you have been. I'm emphasizing on the fact that you've been on both ends, both the public uh, sector and also the private sector. Um, But I do understand to say you have one vision for the country. Yes. What's that vision you have for the Zambian economy? Hmm. This one I have to (laughs) recalibrate the mic for. Yeah. Uh Okay. Well, let me be honest with you. It's it's a very heavy question in a good way. It's a great question. Mm -hmm. It's a question that's necessary to be asked. Yeah. by a young person to somebody who sits in the office that I sit mm-hmm. because we've got a certain visibility there's a certain vantage point that we have and we have to have clarity of vision we have mm-hmm. to have a plan mm-hmm. something that will deliver on what the Zambian people asked for mm-hmm. and what because at the end of the day we represent you mm-hmm. and, and, and your listeners and the 19.6 million people out there right mm-hmm. who carry that amazing green NRC mm-hmm. that makes them a Zambian yeah. uh, so it's to them that we owe um, a, a, a future that is bright, one that takes them out of a negative situation to a positive situation. Mm -hmm. So in order for one to now begin to articulate where we're going, what the plan is, one has to appreciate where we are and what brought us where we are. Mm -hmm. You find this government has inherited, to put it very bluntly, a mess. Inherited debt, inherited 
the rot of, well, let me not say inherited corruption, but found that the effects of corruption had created a, an environment, a system yeah. that largely was, was corrupted. Mm-hmm. And that, it has to be unwound. Mm-hmm. You know, learning new things requires unlearning certain things. That is from a system perspective. So obviously you have to change personnel. You have to implement, not only have new personnel, but mm-hmm. those who can tow a certain line when it comes to yeah. implementation of policies which, which are uh, part of the new dawn's vision. This is mm-hmm. really the president's vision. Mm-hmm. It's a new beginning for Zambia. Yeah. You know, And part of that is, one, not only recognizing the debt, that there's a problem, mm-hmm. but the quantum of it and how that pro- a problem affects our ability to execute the mandate. Mm-hmm. So you've got a certain amount of money that you owe, which blocks any availability of resources to invest, to spend. Mm-hmm. Spending creates economic activity. Yeah. You know, investment, it does that. Mm-hmm. It, it's part of what gets things going. Now, because you've got limited what we call fiscal space, mm-hmm. which is really the amount of money available to do anything with, right? Because when you have a treasury where a certain percentage, a significant percentage is for emoluments, for the public service, mm-hmm. you've got another uh, portion, which is almost half, which is for debt servicing. Mm-hmm. It leaves very little to do anything, to build yeah. schools, to facilitate things that really make life worth living as a, mm-hmm. as a yeah. citizen of Zambia. Yeah. Of Zambia. So now, you, you start to look at the big sort of elephant in the room, the debt, mm-hmm. and you engage stakeholders, you engage creditors, because these yeah. are the people you owe. You have to agree, how do we now work this out? Can mm-hmm. we reschedule? Can we restructure? Mm-hmm. To what extent can this debt be reduced, right? Mm-hmm. By way of a haircut. Yeah. And all of these are ongoing processes. We're coming to the end of that. Once we have clarity of how we deal with that, with the hard work that's coming from the central bank, from Ministry of Finance, among other stakeholders, yeah. we'll now have a, a clear view of how we can apply funds in the future. Because guess what? We live in an international global ecosystem, which mm-hmm where we source funding from various platforms, yeah. from portfolio investors sitting out of various jurisdictions mm-hmm. who put money in, in this economy. Let's say, for example, they want to make a, a yield on you know, treasury bills, on bonds, and other financial instruments. Now, if they're holding back, and this is what's causing the currency depreciation, they're holding back because they need to have clarity on what the future holds for the debt that exists. Mm-hmm. That, that creates an issue. But now that's being resolved. That's part of the vision, is to clear the debt. Mm-hmm. Once that's out of the way, mm-hmm. you can now execute on investments. Mm-hmm. You have more money for CDF. We've already demonstrated the, the, the desire to make sure that communities across this country yeah. are equitably financed, mm-hmm. where there's enough resources for people, whether it doesn't matter which constituency you are, what province, all 10 provinces, all 156 constituencies have access to a significant amount of funds, more than you know, in our entire history. Now, the amount of money that's available can help build schools, uh, provide for water reticulation, healthcare. The president has an enormous amount of empathy for people in these communities mm-hmm. and wanted to take away responsibility from Lusaka, where decisions are made about you know uh, places like Shiwangandu or, or further out, yeah. like Shangombo, and mm-hmm. you know you're talking Kaputa, but where the people there who know the community more than we do in Lusaka, mm-hmm. they decide. Yeah. So no, no, here we need a borehole. Mm-hmm. Here we need a road. Here yeah. we need. Yeah a milling plant or so mm-hmm. on. And that is, so part of the vision is to decentralize, give people the money, they, they know what to do with it. Then is to drive foreign direct investment together with local direct investment. Mm-hmm. Because the, the, you have to remember, you inherited a mess where there's money is, is not available, it's finished. <laughs> no money, yeah. So now you have to pull it in. Mm-hmm. Countries like Singapore, all these countries that became wealthy, they worked with the international community. Mm-hmm. That's why the president engages mm-hmm. outside, is to bring money home. 
to yeah. help this country grow. Yeah. And once we bring this money home, we go build more roads. We've mm-hmm. done PPPs. We, we go build more infrastructure, power yeah. infrastructure, mm-hmm. keep the lights on, no more load shedding. Yeah. So we can power the mines. We've got a vision to develop 3 million metric, well, not develop, to have output of mm-hmm. copper of 3 million metric tons, mm-hmm. not just extracted, but processed mm-hmm. so that copper wiring, copper components for electric vehicles are made here in Zambia. Mm-hmm. Think about the jobs that are being going to be created from that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible. The amount of investment flowing to this country as a result of not just international engagements, building of goodwill, uh, building of confidence mm-hmm. from the international community into this country yeah. will transform this country together with us. And we're saying we want joint ventures. Mm-hmm. When you come, regardless of which part of the world you come, you have to partner with Olivia. Mm-hmm. If you're going to build a factory, you have to partner with Mr. Banda or Madame Mulenga or whoever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to essentially keep wealth locally so there's not externalization of profits and so on but at the same time that capital is creating jobs Mm -hmm. and the treasury is collecting its fair share so it's a combination and then of course so now we're talking about infrastructure development through PPP so we're not stretching stressing the the treasury Mm -hmm. you're now using the the treasury for things that matter like giving money to our people in the constituencies Mm -hmm. people of Zambia of course Um, investing in hospitals investing in schools making more teachers available for the students who are making education free for you have to remember education is not free Mm -hmm. from you know grade 1 all the way to grade 12 we want to do more meal allowances bursaries Mm -hmm. so more people have access to quality education and you know where this is coming from I'll tell you a short short story I hope you don't mind (laughs) okay it's coming from Mm -hmm. a serious degree of empathy on the part of the president Mm -hmm. seeing where he came you know came from this man sees himself as a villager, right? <laughs> Born in a village. No, it's a fact. Mm-hmm. Born in a village, yeah. um, in, a, in a thatched house. This is a story he tells, tells us. And it reminds us. This is why us in the, in the presence office, mm-hmm. in the civil service, we're glued to his vision. Because yeah. we appreciate where it's coming from and mm-hmm. why he thinks the way he thinks. Mm-hmm. When you're born in a village, in a grass-thatched house, and you, the midwife who's delivering you is your grandmother. Because there's no medical personnel. Mm-hmm. And then you survive because the mortality rate for people who were born during that period, during oh, the time he was born, high. was very, was, mm-hmm. yeah, people, were, children would, wouldn't make it because mm-hmm. those facilities weren't there. So yeah. he happened to make it. Mm-hmm. Now, fortunately at the time, KK had a free education policy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was able to now grow up in a way that he had access to education. Mm-hmm. And, and as we all know, education is the greatest equalizer. Mm-hmm. This is all part of connected to vision. Yeah. He's able to go to school to learn eventually become an economist right yeah. at unza first time having you know i think talks about the first pair of shoes or something <laughs> like, you know coming to, yeah. to to the city you know to be at unza yeah. and of course from there be, being a, a very top student and of course the rest is history mm-hmm. but the more of the story is is he had visibility on the plight of the villager of the the mother yeah. and i'll tell you something else and I know that this is something that has also made him push CDF the way he has. Mm-hmm. In a village community where there's no boho, there's no water reticulation, mm-hmm. there's no you know, maternity ward, which is why he wants CDF to have a provision for maternity yeah, wards yeah, because yeah. of his own birth, right? Mm-hmm. And he wants no Zambian to ever be born in the condition he was born in. Mm-hmm. Then you've also got the element of school, free education. We've made education free. All oh, this is connected to how he saw the world from his vantage point. Yeah. Then you look at the mother who would walk for kilometers and this is literally and i see this image i've never you know of course we've seen it we're zambians we can i go we go to villages we've got relatives in these Mm -hmm. conditions but you have a a woman in the village who walks 
miles, walks kilometers yeah. to, to a water body. Um, she's carrying firewood like this. And then on her head, there's, there's a bucket of water. But this side, she's holding a kid. Mm. And every day she has to do that mm-hmm. to just live a normal life. That he does. He, that's, I, I, you can see that this man is attached to that. Why am I telling you this story? Mm-hmm. Because the vision that you ask, what is our vision? It's connected to that. Mm-hmm. You resolve that, you resolve every, everything else. Yeah. The economy, everything else will be in place. Education, healthcare, you name yeah. it. Because you and I as citizens, we can go off and build businesses, we can create things. Because government at the end of the day is obviously supposed to create an enabling environment, a safe environment where you've got a proper police force, you've got electricity, you've got roads. But at the end of the day, the job creation drive mm. is really the private sector. Of course, government can own certain institutions. Government is a big employer, obviously. Yeah. But you have to do what the rest of the world did, especially the developed world. Mm-hmm. They created a strong enough private equity that can, uh, private equity, sorry, that's about the word I came from, a pub, uh, private sector mm-hmm. that sustains uh, the economy. Yeah. This is why when you see stock exchanges around the world, you can measure the health of an economy just by the stock exchange. You see that New York Stock Exchange, the numbers are falling, mm-hmm. you know the economy has a problem. Yeah. Here there's a mismatch. So we need more. Yeah, it is, it's. I could go for it for hours on this <laughs> subject, but yeah. I thought you yeah. should you should understand that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that's a very powerful vision. There's like a lot, mm-hmm. but I love the fact that everything else is sort of coming together. Yeah. Now we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of questions sure. that I'd like to ask mm-hmm. that are sort of relating to more of your personal life. Sure. Um, so that we wind up. Um, the first question is: What's that one thing you learned growing up that you feel has propelled you to where you are at today? I learned maybe not one thing because success and anything that propels you forward is a combination. Mm. It's, life is a jigsaw. There's things that make up one thing. Yeah, yeah. The one thing is have clarity, clarity, right? That's the word I'm going away yeah. with, clarity. Yeah. Now, clarity has come with focus. Mm-hmm. People want to do so many different things. Yeah. Mastery is, has to be achieved through mm-hmm. focus. Mm-hmm. You, you know, think of Beyonce. Think of Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Think of Messi. Yeah. These people are all in different crafts, but yeah. they're known for one thing. Mm-hmm. They've mastered, they focus their energy in that area, and they yeah. become the best at what they do, mm-hmm. and that's what has propelled them to success. So that's the other thing about focus, right? Mm-hmm. The other thing is consistency. Consistency. And persist. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy to seek I believe what the Bible says, seek and you shall find, find. ask and shall be given. Mm-hmm. You know, do that. Uh, be confident. Confidence is a very important aspect. Mm. I grew up in an environment where, you know, I hate to say this, but hey, I'm going to say it anyway because it might help, help somebody who's listening mm-hmm. to this podcast that, you know, being a young Zambian, being a young person, you're told, Kuichefia, right? Kuichefia, Yeah, but guess what? <laughs> we live in a competitive world. You have to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Our friends Aggression. are leaving us behind. Yeah. You need to go, you need to work hard. Go harder. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you should never be shy about that. And associate with people who are going the direction you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, you associate with negative people, mm-hmm. gossipers, haters, yeah. you stay, you know, you stay you're not going to move. Yeah. But you work mm-hmm. with, talk to people who have ideas, mm-hmm. who are progressive. Mm-hmm. They will help you. Yeah, and then nice. everything also falls in place. You find your, your vision. And then maybe one last point is find your purpose. That's the last find point. Find your purpose. Your purpose. Your purpose and your purpose, mm-hmm. your purpose is connected to the thing that pains you the most. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I, showed, I told you a short story about the president's story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that gave him purpose. Purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I also know you read a lot. Yeah, what's that one book you would recommend to somebody who's watching or listening yeah. right now? Like, that one book. I would say, I'm going to have to cheat here by saying two. <laughs> but I will say, 
the okay the, the foundation is the bible the bible incredible mm-hmm. book mm-hmm. this every life lesson you need is in that book in the bible incredible so i would mm-hmm. say that as the foundation mm-hmm. but if you want to achieve if you want to understand the science of success mm-hmm. you have to read think and grow rich think now i will rich. yes by napoleon hill mm-hmm. when i say think and grow rich you have to also recognize that the title is very misleading <laughs> I, I posted it on my social media mm-hmm. some people are saying oh you just want people to focus on being rich I said no 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 relax mm-hmm. you know I that the the choice of words by the author mm-hmm. who wrote that book starting in the 1930s or something yeah. a long time ago mm-hmm. um, what he was trying to do is to get people to think about achievement because mm-hmm. everything in, when it comes to achievement has to be measurable yeah. it has to be t- you know, time bound it has to be clear so, you know you know, there's multiple factors you get from that yeah, book yeah. but the point is it could be you're trying to be the best swimmer possible you're trying to be the best football player mm-hmm. you're trying to be the best public speaker mm-hmm. it's not just about money it's about achievement, achievement so yeah. and the science of it what activities you get into I spoke about being positive it's in there mm-hmm. I spoke about associated right people it's in it's there in I spoke there. about being you know all these factors yeah. are in there so I believe that of course the fundamental points come from the Bible but that one gives you the playbook and you have polite. to read it again yeah oh you've read it <laughs> yeah i read it but no, I, would, you, I would have to do it like yeah. a retake again <laughs> it's it does uh, yeah I, I i read a number of times yeah. you can also listen to it i mean mm. there's different ways i consume that book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's uh, interpretations you yeah. see it on youtube and by the way youtube is like a great place for master classes right mm, you can yeah. learn anything on youtube anything, now. Anything. so yeah. yeah yeah now we've come to the end of this episode but before i let you go mm-hmm. when all is said and done under a minute yeah what would you like to be remembered for as Jito Kayumba? I want to be remembered as somebody who made an impact on his world, the mm-hmm. world around him, his immediate yeah. world. We're talking the community, the country, mm-hmm. that I was driving things that helped create jobs, that improved living standards of people, mm-hmm. that I worked first and foremost, helped set up a company or helped build a company, Kukula Capital, mm-hmm. that employed over 2,000 people, that will, God willing, in the near future, employ more than 5,000 people, mm-hmm. that I came into government to serve that I delivered on what was expected on me within my small role, yeah. that I helped the president achieve his objectives, mm-hmm. that people got employed, that people got out of poverty, that people became wealthy, that this country became a different place, that it became a place that the Zambian could be proud of, mm-hmm. and it's a place that the world can talk about. That's what I want to be remembered for. Wow. Now that's a lot. I love that everything is centered on Ubuntu, which is something very powerful. Thank you so much for coming through to Unscripted with Leaf. We hope to have you again soon. Please. I appreciate it. Thank you so (laughs) much for having me. And thank you so much for listening up until the end or watching up until the end. Now remember, the vibe is for you to subscribe to this particular channel, for you to get more inspirational videos, for you to interact with people that you'd like to see, that you can't see, but I bring them to you right here on this channel. And like I always say, I'm going to say it again i don't want to be known for them against i want to be known for what i'm for and i'm for people regardless of who you are i love you but god loves you more see you next week sometime simplest bye for now are you a startup or established business and you wish to reach out to an audience that will buy into your product or service great news you can now advertise with and scripted with leave at affordable rates what are you waiting for take your business to greater heights unscripted with leave